What's up, guys? This is Bar Hoppin', and I'm your host, Drew Landry. This is a new podcast where I have a guest on, a rapper, a comedian, a writer, whoever, and we talk about their all-time favorite rap verse. Now, the guest on this first episode is one of my best friends, Chris Stanley. He's a comedian out here in L.A., and the verse we're going to be talking about is verse 1 from Kanye's Homecoming. Now, before we start, this was recorded on Zoom, obviously, so fair warning, the audio quality is kind of crappy. His voice is too quiet, my voice is too damn loud, but other than that, I hope you enjoy it, and yeah, this is Bar Hoppin'. it's weird to talk about Kanye, you can't mention him without mentioning his personal life, but then if we mention his personal life, that's gonna be the whole podcast. Yeah, I just want to say it for the record, you know, Kanye 2020. <laughs> Actually, this is where Chris announces that he's Kanye's running mate. Yeah, I am I am the running mate that he's gonna have, you know, Kim is divorcing him, uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna be his caretaker. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, Kanye yeah. is having a fucking breakdown. No, and it's actually really sad. Yeah. Because, well, like, well, especially... So, yeah. Can you catch me up on a little bit? Because, like, I've seen all the tweets. I've seen all the... Well, like, I, I haven't read any of the think pieces because I stopped reading think pieces when Donald Trump was elected. <laughs> Once he got elected, I was like, there's no think pieces. Do, the, the Trump presidency has been amazing for the think piece industry. <sighs> it's, like, the only people he's helped. Yeah. But just his Twitter rant the other night was just upsetting. Like, he was saying he wants to divorce Kim. He was saying they were trying to lock him up. I just remember he was like, I wanted to uh, divorce Kim because I think she cheated on me with Meek Mill. My favorite rapper is Lil Baby. And it's like, why'd you put those in the same tweet? <laughs> those I mean, seem like two separate thoughts. Yeah. But yeah, so the Kanye song we landed on was Homecoming. And uh, the verse, it's the first verse on Homecoming, which is a great verse. I I, want to know if we're at all going to touch on the other verse. Probably. Okay, and the only reason why I ask this, and this is the reason why I brought this verse up, or this song up in particular, when you asked me, like, hey, give me some. Homecoming, I guess as a 32-year-old dude right now, when I listen to Homecoming, like, the beat is amazing, right? Like, that, that, the, the fucking production on that is... Yeah, incredible. Right? No question. And it's written really well, but as a metaphor, it's not that fucking crazy, right? Like, it's, it's like, not that, it's not subtle. It's, it, thank you for saying it. It's not subtle. It's not an insane fucking metaphor where you're like, oh, fuck. But I just want to share this. When I, when I, not when I first heard that song. It was probably like the hundredth time I'd heard that song. Mm. I was on a train from uh, in New York going to Queens to see my, my girlfriend and that song came on my uh, iPod randomly um, I'm listening to it and I'm like fuck this is such a good song and then I'm like yeah homecoming we're like I'm going home to Queens I didn't live in Queens right I didn't with my girlfriend and, and by living there I mean like I kind of just like stayed at her house all the time because she lived in Queens and I wanted to yeah. but I remember I guess I finally listened to the fucking song and when it got to the end and he says, if you don't know by now, I'm talking about Chi-Town. I was like, whoa! <laughs> Did M. Night Shyamalan write this? It, dude, it was like a Shyamalanian twist. I was fucking blown away. 
And you had heard it before? I heard it before, but you know what I thought? I thought he was, I thought it was flipped, right? I thought he was, the whole, for like, I think it was like, what, seven years since it had come out? And I, mm. and I then I realized what he was talking about. Seven or eight, seven years, because I think that came out in 2008. Yeah, was, uh, seven. 2007, yeah. right, so eight years after, right? Because it was in 2015 that I had this fucking big revelation. Um, I thought he was comparing a girl to Chicago. Right? Like, yeah. that's what I thought. In my, in my dumb fucking brain, I thought he was, like, talking about a girl the whole time and not about Chicago. Well, but he was using Chicago references to her. Well, I was even dumber. Maybe I was the target audience for the song because I was blown away by it. I think I was in 7th or 8th grade when it came out. Until the end where he says, I'm talking about Chi-Town, I thought he was just talking about a girl named Wendy. I'm so glad that I wasn't the only one who was kind of... Because now, yeah. and maybe you can agree, now as, like, just an adult, like, I, I listen to the song, and, like, from the very first fucking line, it's like, oh, this is about Chicago. Yeah. I'd listen to it feeling like a badass when I'd uh, visit my hometown in Chicago. And first off, like, I'm from Chicago, but I'm from the suburbs. But I'd listen to it like, oh, yeah, I'm from the real Chicago. Wait a second. You're from Chicago? Remember, I lived in Chicago as a kid, then moved to Baltimore. But when people ask where I'm from, I say I Baltimore. You were born and raised in Baltimore. No, I lived in Chicago till I was 15. Then, ba but when people ask where I'm from, Baltimore feels more like home than Chicago. Oh, okay, all right. I didn't know that. I didn't know but you didn't I know did, that. I forgot, yeah, I but I, <laughs> I feel like there's a bunch of things you heard about me before you got sober, but you're just gonna learn them again. <laughs> well, your name's Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you do comedy? <laughs> you like rap? <laughs> oh, shit, dude, we should have been hanging out years ago. We have been hanging out years ago. <laughs> but yeah, it, I remember just thinking like, oh yeah, this is a weird love song about a girl named Wendy, I guess. Why did he write a love song about a girl he met when he was three years old? And okay, so at the beginning, right, when I first heard that, like, that, that line, up until like, I don't know, fucking a year ago, I guess, or not a year ago, like three or four or five years ago, I had, that line always threw me off. I was like, wow, like, damn, this, this girl, he's like known his entire life, that's fucking beautiful. <laughs> but then you juxtapose that with everything that goes on in Kanye's very public life, you know, Amber Rose, fucking Kim, and I'm just like, this guy just doesn't care about his girlfriend. This guy just does not care about his girlfriend. <laughs> By the way, this is hilarious that there's two dudes right now breaking down Homecoming, and... Uh, we're both, we, we both thought it was about a girl. So we're like the two least educated people to break down this. Here, here to break down this song is two people that didn't get it. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm up for it. But, so I thought he also said Wendy. And by the way, I'm sure that's on purpose. I think he wants you to think he might be saying Wendy. And we did. We did. Yeah, we did. It worked. We fell into his trap. <laughs> we played right into his hand. Let's see. And when I grew up, she showed me how to go downtown in the nighttime. Ayo, Ayo. Oh, wait a minute. I know. Oh, wow. That could have meant something. That's exactly here's how, right. here's how dumb I am. He's talking about eating her pussy. Here's how dumb I am. I was like, wait, can I say eating pussy on this podcast? I was like, what? It's my podcast. Dude, come on, man. Don't be afraid of getting canceled. Yeah. <laughs> For people yeah, listening, so I texted so Chris things he can't say specifically. <laughs> That's true. 
I'm like, hey, don't say this. I don't want to get canceled before I have a career. Drew sent me uh, a block of text. (laughs) And by the way, I guess this goes without saying because you chose it as one of your favorite verses. It sounds like we're shitting on this song. I fucking love this song. This Dude, I mean, like, even if we were to... Yeah, no, we're absolutely not shitting on this song. I don't want to shit on Kanye in any single way. I think Kanye's fucking amazing. Yeah. I think he absolutely is a genius voice of this generation. I think, I think he yeah. has a lot of fucking problems. Um, and there's no one there helping him out. It's sad. But this song, especially, wait, this was on uh, Graduation, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I mean... Graduation is a perfect album. It was amazing. Like, especially this era of Kanye. Even if we were to just say, yo, fuck the lyrics, and you can't really do that. Yeah, um, but the but production. Say, fuck the lyrics, the production on this song was fucking gorgeous. I was listening to it again, like I said, like 20 times today, and every single time it started. Oh, so good. I could, I could just, let's just hum the song. I think every... I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't think it is. I think every Kanye album, starting from College Dropout to Pablo, so including Pablo, is arguably a ten. I number one, it's not a hot take, and I agree with you. How about this take? And also, you can call me out if I'm wrong on the production yeah. side of this. I've always said this, and I and I don't know if I because I uh, anyone who's listening to this podcast probably knows I was a dirty drug addict. So I <laughs> this idea from somebody. Or if this is my original thought, probably not. But I would say that fucking from like the beginning of like like from college dropout to Pablo, right? Because everything after, and I would even also argue, um, uh, yay. I, yeah. I would even put yay in this camp. Like from the beginning of his career, the production was always fucking amazing. Like yeah. I love the production, right? Love the production. But I always thought that the production on every album got way better. Always got way better, and then the lyrics seem to never match up as well as the last album. Like the lyrics always huh. took a hit. Let me. F- Yay adds up. The production on Yay is good, and I like Yay, but it has his. I think it has the worst lyrics of his career. Not all the well, lyrics are bad, like, but there's the a few lines where I'm like, Jesus. Shit. Well, there's that line in like I think in All Mine is like. Uh, let me hit it raw like fuck the outcome none of us would be here without come and I'm like this guy's like 40 why is he saying these things <laughs> this guy's like 40 however that is a great line I mean what about that uh, line that's on uh, Jesus is King um, yeah you closed on Sunday you, you my Chick-fil-A I remember that's the worst song on Jesus is King but I remember when that album came out my friend Eric texted me and he was given a play-by-play of like his thoughts when he heard that song. He's like, closed on Sunday. Oh no, please don't mention Chick-fil-A. You my Chick-fil-A. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh that was not a Here's favorite. a take that I think I... no one agrees with. My favorite Kanye album constantly changes, but lately, I'd say, by lately I mean the past year, my favorite Kanye album is honestly Life of Pablo. And I feel like that's I no one's favorite Kanye me. album. I don't disagree with that at all. I went and saw the Pablo tour three fucking times. Yeah, me too. Well, I saw it once. I saw the Yeezus tour and the Pablo tour. Incredible. I never saw the Yeezus tour. Never saw the Yeezus tour. I thought Pablo was fucking amazing. I love that album, like, from front to back. Yeah. I think it's fucking amazing. Um, I, I, I think mine, because mine also changes. I'm always, like, around, like, dark, twisted fantasy. Yeah. 
Like Which is a masterpiece. What's that? Which is it? You could argue that my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is objectively his best. I would say my favorite, like all, most of the time, whenever I'm like going back to like what my favorite Kanye album is, it's it's no, no one agrees with this. I think I don't know. Eight oh eight from Heartbreak. Like, oh, that album's that. incredible. But I'm with you, dude. Pablo is fucking amazing. And well, so, like, I don't think that's a bad album to say is your favorite. If I were to make a list of like my top. T- 25 let's say favorite kanye songs i feel like a massive chunk of them would be from pablo like i feel it like it has waves it has famous it has ultralight beam has father stretch my hands oh my god dude like and 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 that album personally maybe we should just talk about that album that album personally to me means so fucking much um because it was like it came out like a like a, a very important time in my life and like when i heard it i was like this is this is like a fucking uh, religious experience. Yeah, this no, that's so how crazy. I felt. Dude, the first time I heard Waves felt like a religious experience. Like, dude, I got goosebumps. Same, same. I heard that, and I was like, holy shit. Like, just that whole song is fucking perfect. All right, maybe not to, yeah, maybe not uh, focus on. Anyway, you know what else is great? <laughs> When I grew up downtown, in the nighttime, her face lit up so astounding. I told her in my heart is where she'll always be. She never messed with... I feel like it's weird to hear my white-ass voice read aloud with no rhythm. I I think it's great. I think it it sounds perfect. You're going to get made fun of on all these different Reddits. (laughs) And again, I don't see how anyone could say that we're shitting on the song. We're literally shitting on ourselves. Yeah, we're going, this is a brilliant song that we were dumb enough to misunderstand. This is so simply and obviously a song about Chicago. Yeah. And we were like, dude, this chick must be hot. This chick must be be amazing. I'm trying to go downtown on her. (laughs) Felt like they walked and drove on me. Knew I was gang affiliated, got on TV and told on me. I just think that's a great bar. So, can you break that down? Because I... I don't think I get it. I, don't I think, think I he's referring to celebrities from Chicago and specifically himself making it big and talking about how rough it was to grow up in the streets of Chicago. Like how violent the inner city of Chicago is. This is this girl that he loved and grew up with, but now the girl feels betrayed because now he's on TV talking about how dangerous she was, essentially. I didn't, I, that, see, I didn't get that at It's all. fine. I'm just smarter than yeah. you. <laughs> oh, of course. It's you not a big deal. No, that's actually fucking... That's really insightful and also really fucking sad. That's the thing. This song has like a tinge of sadness to it. Well, because Homecoming, I think, itself has a type of like sadness built into it, right? Because like, like when you're going home, like it's... It's usually something good mixed with fucking sadness. Well, and also, you know, that line in the hook, do you think about me now and then because I'm coming home again? Like, that's a relatable feeling of visiting home. Like, when I'd visit Chicago or even when I visit Baltimore now, like, being excited to see your old friends and you're like, do they even think about me? That sounds like a good thing. Fuck you. <laughs> then I guess that's why last winter she got so cold on me. She said, yay, keep making that platinum and gold for me. I get that point. I understand that, right? 
Well, maybe I don't. Chicago's cold. Next line. <laughs> well, I will geek out about the hook. Again, man, I can't say enough about the fucking production on this song. It's so fucking good. What I love about Graduation, well, one of the many things, I guess, is I think that's when he started trying to create, like, a stadium sound. Yeah, absolutely. It's very anthemic. Fuck yeah, dude. It, it, it absolutely is like an anthem, you know? And not just like a fucking Chicago anthem. I mean, in general, like, when I was going back to Jersey, um, like, right as COVID hit, I played this on my, like, this was on my playlist. Was just no, it's just got that great vibe. Kanye is just a genius, dude. I don't know why everyone keeps trying to fuck with him, bro. Yeah, well, I think because he's crazy, but it's like, but he's still a genius. <laughs> he is crazy. He's a uh, he's a wild guy. And I almost feel bad calling him crazy because he clearly needs help, especially lately. I think I mean I, you know I I know that there's a lot of uh, stigma around that word, but I don't know what other word you're really use. Like in a few decades, he'll be known as the greatest artist of his time. I 100% fucking agree. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to me and Chris Stanley. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Username is Podcast. And all jokes aside, despite his bad political views, we pray for Kanye. We pray that Kanye gets the help that he needs. And we pray that Donald Trump dies in a fire. Thanks for listening.